Mothers of the mind rejoice. Sing, sing, sing with me. Racial pick and racial voice. Sing, sing, sing with me. Down and down into the deep. Who knows what we'll find beneath? Diamonds, rubies, gold, and more. Hidden in the mountains store. All right, here we go. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Cock.Rocks with me, Justin Cody, and... Me, with the cock. The current... It stands for King of Kent. This is... Yes, Griff. Griff the cock. The King of yep. Kent. In the, the Kingdom of Kent. The cock cock. Tip of the cock. Recur- Tip of the cock to you. It's uh, recursive. So, in I our last... that's what that means. <laughs> in our previous episode, we had talked about... Well, the beginning of minerals. The Ur minerals. The minerals of creation. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to skip right to the end... Briefly, this is not the last episode. This is merely the end of the evolution of minerals. And in this case, well, in this case, it is man-made synthetic minerals that do not exist in nature. But by our cunning and brute force, uh, we create minerals for our own uses by understanding the, the physics and the chemistry of them to make what we need for our purposes. Fake uh, minerals. Not real, no, not fake. They are still minerals. They're just not natural. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any more than well, it's you know, it's not any more fake than. I've, I think I've seen enough else. pairs of these. It's not a hologram. What we're talking about. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a hologram of minerals. These are mm. real minerals. You can touch, taste, yeah, yeah. smoke. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> The, the first you of can these smoke minerals. Uh, speaking of that, yes, you can. And the first one on that list is Let's crystal meth. Let's not do meth. that in the mine. With, uh, uh, what's that? Was crystal meth? Crystal meth, uh, methamphetamines. Is, is a mineral. It is a mineral. Yes, it is a chemical oh. and a mineral. It has this a is crystal, it. This is, it has I'm a crystalline structure. Yeah. Anybody who wants to know how to what make Breaking Bad was going on about. Well, the same reason why uh, Sudafed is now restricted in terms of purchasing it. Uh, because of the pseudoephedrine that can be used to then create the methamphetamines. Pseudoephed, okay. Yep. Uh, there's nothing particularly special about it, except it gets you real friggin' high. That's a bit weird, though, isn't it? It's an upper. It's, you know, based around, it's was a derivative the... of amphetamines, also known as speed. But it was is one the of the many things Hitler was it? taking. What? Yes, Hitler was on meth. Nice. Yes, we can tie that into Nazis. Wonderful. Uh, part of the industrial part of the industrial revolution was figuring out crystallography and and mineralogy and uh, other things and it plays its uh, many roles in medicine right so we were just sort of hammering around until bosh there's some crystal meth and then someone thought well it's not good for a building is it so let's smoke some of this and see what goes on did someone do that with concrete as well did they look at concrete and go better smoke some of this just in case no, it was invented in a lab. Uh, I mean, but you will, you will not dig anywhere on the planet and find methamphetamines. Uh, right. Much to every meth head chagrin. <laughs> it is not particularly useful in any legitimate medical uh, process. But, uh, it again, it will get you... It'll get you... It's like, you know, it was cocaine on steroids. It'll... it'll yeah. 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 And you can... No, thank you. No, I'm all right with the, uh, with the holy herb. That'll do me. And uh, I think that was pretty perfect at 3 minutes, 33 seconds in that we finish with that uh, and move on 
to something a little bit more interesting, which is yttrium aluminum garnet, or yttrium aluminum oh, yeah. oxide. And the interesting thing about it is an, another... The reason it has a similar structure to garnet, mm-hmm. uh, but it is has more in common chemically with sapphire and ruby, and it is used in a lot of things uh, from lasers and electronics, uh, optics, but you won't find it in nature. Uh, part of the reason is that yttrium is very uncommon. It is among the rarer minerals. Uh, it is a rare earth, in fact. Yttrium, is that the one with the, we make? No, we don't make it. We refine it from... It, it is a trace... The reason they're called rare earths is that they're a trace mineral uh, found with a, usually a bunch of others. But there, it usually doesn't actually dominate the chemical makeup of the mineral. It's uh, usually found kind of just alongside a bunch of other things. And you'll find it in things like xenotime and other minerals. But what humans have done is taken this thing and combined it with things that it doesn't normally combine with, but in a specific crystalline structure. Right. And it to has it look the a same, lot of... In... No, it's it not about look. It's, it's about function. It, it, it right. performs new and... Exciting. Exciting functions, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, okay. people are, and it turns out yttrium is very useful in making a bunch of other synthetic minerals. So you're uh, saying yttrium, but on the page it says yttrium with a yes, with a well, y. This, see, it's named after Itterby, which is a town, I believe, in it's either Sweden or Norway. I think Sweden. Okay. Or the guy who discovered it. One, or the, I, I think it is a town. Oh right. And, oh. Uh, so it it that's why it it's spelled kind of weird. Uh, and it is it is just it is one of the more interesting of the rare earths in terms of what happens when you combine it with other things. Yeah. Uh, including in yttrium, indium, manganese. I mean, this stuff can be found in optical rods. It can be found, you you can buy it online from you know, someone in China, basically, because... Well, how do they have so much of it? Uh, China is the primary refiner, I would say sole refiner of heavy rare earth elements. So um, they've got them the... The they have a lock on the market, partly because it's usually a very toxic process to refine. Uh, and you will see okay. China doing things like spraying whole mountainsides with acid in order to begin <laughs> to turn this stuff into a sludge that they can separate. I mean, China's friggin' dumb. We make our own lava. <laughs> they do. Uh, we make the earth bleed. <laughs> there are some rather depressing pictures out there of what it takes to get, extract some of this stuff. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, why? Where's my guys gluing themselves to roads over this? Shouldn't they be a little bit more concerned well, about people fair, acid-ing not... mountains? <laughs> it, yeah, well, their dicks might get stuck in ceiling fans, but... So it's gone many from in... a guy in Sweden to this. And how long ago was this cre- uh, invented or created or whatever? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I don't actually know the uh, the date of its creation, but the... When did they as, find yttrium for the first time? Well, we can consult the Book of Knowledge on this one. We'll consult the Book of Knowledge. Which luckily I have pulled up in front of me. <laughs> yeah, like you and billions of others. Yeah, right. Except um, they're using it to, to do different things. Well, yeah. Uh, one of the things it's used in is LEDs. Uh, the red, fo- in fact, one of the most important uses was in uh, phosphors, 
So in the old cathode ray or CRT, uh, not critical race theory, but uh, cathode ray tube, uh, back in the old TVs that kids born today will probably never know. The big except back, the big back heavy ones. Yep, it was. Uh, it was used in those. Right. Uh, okay. It's used on electrodes. It's so they must uh, have different kinds of filters, way, lasers, way superconductors, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but 1787 was the first date of its. Uh, oh. So it it was discovered quite a long time ago. I was at the at the beginning of you know, uh, what you could call it, consider modern chemistry. Interesting but, that we're only just now starting to grasp what it, the major uses of it are. Well, that's that's uh, a lot of times what happens with things like that. Like lasers were predicted by Einstein back in when when he was working on his theory of relativity, but they couldn't make them. They had no idea what to make them. And now you walk into your phone has lasers for facial recognition in them. You know, the barcode scanners. Yeah. Uh, but oh, all that oh, stuff. It's used in all kinds of things. Why you got to scan me for? Come on now. Yeah. Don't I'm scan a human. me, bro. Um, <laughs> just leave me, me with my rocks, man. I'll just start yeah, digging. It was, it, was discovered, uh, it was discovered quite a while ago. Um, and it's it's just one of these elements that is becoming more and more useful. Much like, you know, people wouldn't have thought much of lithium uh, 30, 40 years ago. But now it's in so many different Pretty products. Important it's in such high yeah. demand. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's related to strontium and zirconium, but it's but the, those aren't the ones that are the part of the end, though, right? Right. The they are not part of the end, but uh, well, even ytterbium is not part of the end. It's what it can make when combined artificially with other elements like aluminum and oxygen, and yes. then you can through a controlled process you get it to form. A structure, and that structure Ooh. is what gives it the properties. It's not just the chemical itself, but right. how it's shaped and where the and electrons what's, are. What's in the shape the... of the structure? Oh, I, well, it's like a garnet, so it's like a dodecahedron or like a Ooh. twelve-sided uh, sphere. Wow, that's so cool, isn't that? Straight lines, right? Not just straight. I mean, it's multi-dimensional. It's yeah. not just straight lines. This isn't. It, uh, you you could say it's kind of related to aluminum oxide, which okay. is you know sapphire or ruby. I'm feeling uh, it could make so for you, a pretty you picture. Conceivably, for a, uh... I mean, you can make glasses out of it. You know, like a glass plate or a glass rod. Oh, uh, not like ones you wear. You probably could. I don't know why you would. I'm not sure if it would offer any benefit to you. What benefit does it have? Is it super strong? It is pretty hard. Nice. Uh, it's an 8.5, so it's just below sapphire, which is a 9. Yikes. Um, but it is pretty hard, and you can create different colors by doping it with different impurities. Chromium, cobalt, manganese, titanium. Wow. So uh, neodymium one will make doping's it... allowed. Yeah. Well, neodymium will make it blue, pink, or purple, depending on what's going on. And even orange, uh, they can be, they were at one point used in place of synthetic diamond uh, uh, or simulating hmm. other gemstones. And, and sorry, so this is yttrium aluminium garnet? Yes. Cool. 
uh, in, in those cathode ray tubes uh, we spoke about, those were doped with cerium, which is another rare earth element. Okay. And uh, which has also that which at first didn't have many other uses, but has more now. Um, Pe- people going crazy, aren't they? Mixing all this stuff up. There's no, there's no laws here. There's no. It's well, there, all just you, sort you, of throw a bit about, of this in, and see what happens. What you're talking about is decades and decades of research by people who did nothing but stay in universities. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, anytime you know, we hear a lot about the science that. Uh, you know, people doing weird experiments on cats and other, all the kinds of useless things, but these are very important uh, industrial processes. All right. And uh, uh, there are different brand names for some of these things that came there's out. A lot of, there's a lot of money in it, it's, you're telling me. There's a lot of people turning the company there is, there is now. There is now. There wasn't always, but it's a market that developed itself as it got better. Okay. Uh, well, good time it, to be there then, for us. Uh, you can, you know, there you can buy laser rods made of this stuff. Yes, uh, now you're talking. Yeah, so the the rods actually used to create the lasing effect to actually sort of collimate and uh, to get all the photons doing what they want them to do, the particles of light. Ooh. Uh, this material does it. Very nice. So you can do different colors and stuff. By mm-hmm. doping it with different things. Yep. Oh, I'm getting all the terminology now. Uh, some of it's used for, like uh, the stuff they dope with erbium is used for treating tooth enamel and in cosmetic surgery. For useful in dentistry, uh, they can monitor your blood sugar using that particular laser without invading your body. Uh, there are all kinds of things uh, that just little modifications to minerals uh the point is that you're controlling the effects very precisely i'm just going to make a little modification to my um my new steiner mug oh what what are you making well i just put more beer in it okay well you know if you freeze it it becomes a mineral yeah, I did that accidentally the other day, and I, I was I was in the gypsy room, and I said to everyone, "Remind me about these beers I'm putting in the in the freezer here." And everyone forgot. And then I woke up in the morning, and I went to get something out of the freezer, and I went, "Oh no!" And they'd exploded everywhere. Why? They're just they're so nasty of them just to explode like that. That is pretty mean. So my my question to you now would be, once if say one of the eight beers that were in there survived miraculously and was in, in intact uh, maybe held in place by the expansion of the other cans around it once thawed is it good to drink well sure <laughs> yes oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's always good to drink <laughs> we dig 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 oh no sorry don't want to trigger the oh jeez well, <laughs> I like your intro, though. I hope everyone else enjoyed your intro. Yeah, good times. I'll pick another one for. T- we can swap it around if you like. You do the the front end, I'll do the back end, and then sometimes we'll swap it over, and I'll do the front end, and you do the back. Sure. End. And if one of us needs to take a piss break, we'll uh, have a, th- a little splice in there. Just... Yeah, we right could. Yeah. yeah. Or a clip. We could bring clips to the table about rocks and stuff. 
I'm hoping on a future episode to have a guest on to talk with us more in depth about mineralogy in general. And, nipple, uh, nipple, tickle, tickle. What a tease. I'm going to work on for the next couple of weeks of getting a hold of him, getting a schedule set. Stick so. around. So that'll be... Now, then, we can, then we can really ask some interesting questions. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. But uh, next on our list is Yinmin, or Yttrium indium manganese, yes, which is the first, the first blue uh, yeah. pigment, or dye, invented right. in hundreds of years. Wow. Cool, it's a uh, nice blue as well, isn't it? It's a beautiful blue. It is pretty close to ultramarine. Yes. Yes, I've seen this marching over the, the, the skulls of dead aliens on in Warhammer. <laughs> Absolutely, the ultramarines would be proud of this blue. In fact, it might be actually what they dye their armor with, if they were to be real, which I'm convinced we live in the 40k timeline, and this game is just predicting everything. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? And we're just blissfully unaware... <laughs> at the moment <laughs> now we talked about diamonds in the previous episode as being one of the original minerals well we've taken that to a new level and created aggregated diamond nano rods yikes yeah it's actually harder than diamond it's another what it's a we synthetic one up the diamond we one up the diamond uh, it's mostly used oh. as a, an abrasive so you know when you want a braid diamond um well, you can kind of see what a little platter of this looks like in, in the image yeah. outline, I think. So if I had a diamond-plated armor vest of this, like armor, I'm, uh, I'm good to go? I mean, maybe if you could make it thick enough. Would it be uh, heavy? That's a good question. I, I don't really know. Uh, no one's ever made there, enough there, to know. Mm, there, okay. are, there are better things to use uh, in terms of minerals, like the one, the next one on the list, which is cubic boron nitride which oh, is yeah. also used, you see the little golden pellets, but yeah. you can make those into ceramic plates. Ooh. It's used as an industrial abrasive, okay. but you can also make it into ceramic plates to use uh, to stop bullets. I like it. It looks cool. This is a good uh, potential picture for the, the show episode. But, uh, yeah, I would say use it, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Scrape that outline. Use uh, it or lose it. And as we we're talking, as we mentioned superconductors earlier, there's yttrium barium copper oxide, and that was the world's first high temperature superconductor. Uh, which means high temperature meaning uh, it works above absolute zero, or you know, well above. Well, you don't mean at room temperature, but they're working on those now. Uh, and superconductors, right. superconductors means there's no uh, resistance to the electricity passing through it. Which means you don't and have any losses due to heat. Which would, which if you could come up with a cheap, cool? well, if you can come up with a cheap, uh, relatively abundant thing that can accomplish this, that mm -hmm. means you don't need to cryogenically cool them. Which means things like maglev, you know, some of the trains that they might have in Japan, you yep. don't need. Uh, it operates without needing any kind of cooling or limited cooling. Uh, you don't need, you know, super cooled helium or. So you're telling else. me that super fast train generates almost no heat? Well, that one does, but the uh, the problem with most superconductors is that they do have to be kept cryogenic. Yeah, which is this is a bit weird because so far in my life I've only heard these sort of terms in science fiction um, movies and TV shows and literature and all this sort of stuff, 
and and now you're telling me that it's actually happening all right now in yes. Japan. Flying it's real. These, these bullets. It's real. Okay. It's real. Um, and it's it's sort of the dream of the uh, many scientists, physicists, and of course, religiously by the the one end of the political spectrum, as to be you know the solution to all the things. But the reality but it is could that be. It, it the could potential be. is there. It could be, but these are things that take a long, long time to work out. Oh, time is in our, on, not on our side in this, or it is on our side, or isn't it? It's not. I mean, I guess it is. I'll, I'll, a lot of the foundational research is done. It's one of those things where going from lab to fab, you know, going from <laughs> a physics experiment to being able to manufacture it is the problem in large quantities. Love it. From lab to fab. Uh, and a lot of this stuff, it, the point of this being the end is that this is something that the universe cannot produce by the normal processes that we as have to, as far as we know, as far as we know, but you, you really have to induce specific conditions under very controlled environments. Yes. That you don't find in nature. Um, it's kind of like comparing, yeah, okay. Stars can do fusion, but trying to do it in a power plant is a very different thing. Uh, stars have the advantage of having gravity be on their side. Uh, it's not trying to force it just through just through the electromagnetic field, which is what we're trying to do. So, because uh, we don't we, right. we, we don't we can't just pack the mass of a star into the, a space that small. This is a good point to leave people teetering on the edge whilst I just nip to the loo. Okay, I'll be back right. in a minute. Ugh. Ooh, we're gonna leave this recording. I guess uh, I'm not sure what to vamp to here. Halloween's coming up. Get your glow sticks. Freeze them. Don't pour them on your dick. You'll get chemical burns. Bippity boppity boo. Oh, someone got something to eat while they were away. You good now, buddy? Hello? I hear heavy breathing. You alright? I'm good. I just hear your heavy breathing and eating. <laughs> Sorry, someone's waving at me from Jitsi. How dare they? Yeah, no, I, I am sort of here still, but I'm, I'm just recording the show. I, I went for a pee break and my son was awake and everyone was coofing all over the show upstairs. So I'm going to go back to this, the, the podcast slog. <laughs> the slog. Yeah, we're going in back the in the morning, aren't we? You know, slog with the cock. Got it. That's the new podcast. <laughs> the slog. No, we're um we're in the mine, aren't we? Slogging away, slogging our guts out for these people. No appreciation. You'll have to you have to cut out all the 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 giant gap in the middle of silence. I cut out all the giant gaps in the middle of the silences from the first yeah. one. I just needed and then, to... I wasn't going to vamp for an undetermined period of time. <laughs> <laughs> Fluff engaged. Fluff in the cock. That'll be just all the random comments I make when you're off on a break. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, enough pussyfooting around this thing. We, we come here to learn about some cocks and some rocks. Yeah. Right? Well, we're, conti- we're going to get to a mineral that you're going to absolutely love. 
Well, hold on. Are we done with yttrium barium copper oxide, the first oh, we, high temperature superconductor? We are for now. We are for now. I mean, well, it yeah, says underneath it now. time crystals, and I don't yes. believe you mentioned time crystals. Time crystals. That is our next thing. <laughs> time crystals. Okay. It 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 does involve ytterbium, uh, lasers, and a suspension in the helium superfluid. So, you know. Okay. The thing about them is that, uh. They, the crystalline pattern is always shifting, but the pattern is maintained over time. Uh, what the hell? What am what's I being called? Oh my yeah. god! We have we some unlicensed music on the we show, everybody. Oh my god! Hold on a sec. Oh, we're rocking out now, big time. Excuse me. Sorry, I don't want no double glazing. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> what? You wanna? Either, oh, oh no. Really? Oh, the tax collectors are after me? They want an immediate Yep, payment? that was definitely the tax collectors. Uh, the police, right they're coming now? to get me. They're coming to take me away. Ha-ha, they're coming this to is, take me away. What, what, are yours lot, what are yours lot called? Ours or HMRC? you you got a different name for yours, haven't you? Yeah. For our what? Tax collectors? The tax collectors. Yeah, yeah it's just the IRS. Well, the IRS, that's it, yeah. Yeah, the or the IRS. Treasury Department. When they operate. Oh, under. are they like above the IRS? Yeah. Ooh. The IRS. They're like, they tell the IRS what to do, do they? Basically, yeah. And that's also who the Secret Service is under, is the Department of Treasury. You, uh, you, uh, suck at a cough sweet there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of cheese. Oh, sometimes you're cheesing. You're cheesing on the podcast. You're yep, in the mind. A little bit, of, a little bit of Havarti and, uh, some, uh, what do you call okay. it? Ghost peppers or something. All right, okay, well, yeah, I hope that is mineral-related. Very. A very high mineral content, <laughs> is it? So, whilst we're lots here, of calcium, I, yeah, lots of calcium. Well, that's what I'm, so the minerals that are, are we're told to keep eating mm-hmm. in our food and stuff are they just the same sort of minerals that we're talking about here? Well, the plants take up the minerals, and then we eat the plants, or the animals that ate the plants. That's the circle of life. Mm-hmm. It's the we- oh no, we don't want to get sued, so we just but, won't. <laughs> But back to time crystals. Before time I was crystals. Back They're, in time to the time we were talking about time. They don't crystals. maintain a, a pattern. So the crystal matrix exists over time, but it so they appear to jiggle and flow. A jiggle and flow. Yeah, but they don't maintain the pattern statically in time. So they were very hard to create. It was theoretical for the longest time. And then we mm-hmm. forced it to happen. What will it be used for? We don't know yet exactly. Probably How we quantum... know exactly what it will be used for. Yeah, quantum computing. Like yes, well, definitely using quantum computing at some point. Uh, the quantum computers will send there... us back in time. Yes, it will be the quantum. Got it. And then we'll solve how the dinosaurs came to end. Well, we were pretty. And we'll realize it was us. <gasps> yep. Twist. It was us the whole time. <laughs> Oh, oh, we yep. just, where is this? Come on That'll now, the, where's Hollywood? Sign twist. me up. Yeah, I think you can probably get a quantum computer causes the extinction of the dinosaurs 65 million years ago. I love it. I think that's reasonable. Sounds like that could air it, on a major network. We could call it Dino Crisis, and we could uh, say that it's a repackaged um, movie action film version of that old PlayStation game with the mm-hmm. ginger chick, the redhead, the hot redhead chick. By the people that did I mean, Resident Evil. That was good, that was. I like that. Was it Dino Crisis? No, it wasn't, was it? Oh. Well, 
the, the last interesting thing about time crystals is that they're a new state of matter. Whoa. Mm-hmm. We just threw up a new state just like that? Just like that. We were just like, we've had enough of these existing states of matter. I want a whole new one. This is how I do it. Well, and that's how you get new materials you can use as well. Whoop, whoop. Well done, humanity. If it is indeed humanity that's done this. Uh, next on our list is rhenium diboride, which is another one of these super hard synthetic minerals or materials. How is it? Oh, it looks like leather. Yeah, it looks like, in that case, it looks like a compressed puck of, mm. it's a ceramic. Okay. So, you know, it had to be baked and pressed. But, but once it's, it's done another, that, it becomes super hard. Yes, it's super hard. And, like I said, it's an industrial abrasive. You can order it if you're a kind of tool so and die. So would this be better for my armor in battle? Am I, I don't know. No, hardness is just untested. a resistance. So hardness is just a resistance to deformation under pressure. It doesn't mean okay. it's going to, you know, block bullets necessarily because, you know, uh, well, things that are hard also tend to be... To... Well, it's got to block lasers, isn't it? Well, things that are hard... Well, there's different ways to block lasers, but the things that are hard tend to be brittle as well, which is why a lot of the bulletproof mm. glass you see is actually a laminate. It's not just one thing. What? Are you yeah. telling me the, the simple lamination station I, I currently um, occupy in, in my public life setting when I go to work and I have to laminate pub posters, I could just do that over and over again and that's just as good? Sure, think of it like um, plywood. So how many layers of laminate am I looking board. at here before I get bulletproof? Uh, well, for, for different glasses, it might be like six inches. Depends on what it's rated to. What? You, know, you want to you stop like a 50 caliber six round? Six inches? Six inches. You can look at uh, bulletproof glass. Uh, to stop aye, large aye, aye. caliber rifle rounds, you're looking at six inches or more. Okay, so at this point, I'm thinking going the Avatar route is probably a better idea. Yeah, you're better off just uh, letting someone yeah. else take the risk. Yeah, that's what drones are good for. And robots. I'm getting better at taking bullets than we are. From the sky, caring. my missus is flashing her her phone at me. Oh, it scared the life out of me because I thought, oh, there's a Man, brand new light I've not seen before. There are better before. things for your wife to flash at you. <laughs> what does she want? To be fair. Uh, Mr. Cool, come on, Greg. Make sure you... Uh, what? <laughs> what do you mean, come on? What? Is, he, is he up? He's upset. She's coughing. I told you to text me if everything was going tits upwards time. The tits right. Up. I guess uh, she feels like crap. She thinks she's got the coof. Oh. Okay. Well, I tell you what. We might have to land that hammer. All right. Well, you know, we can always re-record this. This is not a. With that, I no, not with not with content like this. All right. I think I think we have to keep the time crystals in there. There is one last thing. We'll just do part two, and we'll just go do the same thing again, and we'll just do it more hardcore. The end part two. The end Really, really the end this time. (laughs) Literally the end. end. Yep. Okay. All right, then. Well, thank you very much, Justin Cody. All right, and in the mind to you. Good. In the mind. In the mind. Yeah, we're in the mind. We're getting the chat room, troll room going. We've got... Um, people behind the scenes, moving have, mountains, literal, literal digital mountains. We have a literal handful of downloads. We're doing great. 
It's not. We're talking to the future here. We're not talking to, to humanity at this point. All right? We're talking to time crystals, even. Time crystals. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, then. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Right. And welcome back. We're here after shenanigans ensued. No one got arrested, yep. I hope. I had to go to the to the the aid of my children and my my wife who who are um, borderline coof ridden at the moment. So. I hear that's a moral disease because Trump got it. <laughs> not over here. It's not. It's a social disease. <laughs> <laughs> what well an orange bastard! The orange Sorry. bastard guys. He wasn't following the science. I heard that's the only way you get the coof is if you don't follow the science. No, and you got you got to follow. If you it to follow the, the science, you don't get sick. That's yeah. what I'm told. That's it. But enough about coofing around. Well, maybe someday we'll have a viral mineral, right? Like maybe we can all. Yeah, hope. that's but, they're definitely working on that. Well, that's for yeah, the I end, mean, the end Jurassic three, Park had the mosquito thing. in the amber, so you know maybe it'll be like that. And we mm, will talk about amber and uh, other organic minerals in a future episode. Segway. However, uh, returning so, to the yeah, end, we, uh, referring we, to man-made minerals. And we, sorry, so as far as I know, we got up to rhenium dibroride, dibroride, REB2, super hard synthetic. Yes, and there are many examples of other uh, super hard materials out there um, that people have created. And, you know, those listening can look them up. And there are, you know, physical definitions for how they, excuse me, define those. Well, but, hold on. They come to this show so you can look them up for them. Well, I can't. That an exhaustive list is not what I'm doing. This is why we want to we want to give a, a broad a broad list of what we are capable of and what we find in nature and what it means. And we sometimes we try and come at it from what an interesting angle. And in this case, the angle is what happens when you want to get beyond what nature gives you, yeah. using what you've learned from your observations of nature. Yeah, um, how can you make new stuff? That's and in some cases, you end. can get high. In other cases, you can deflect bullets, create superconductors, or improve solar panels, which is where we're going now, which is beyond silicon to what are called perovskites. Now, perovskite. Perovskite. Okay. Now, perovskite is really a mineral structure, but there are certain kinds that are found in nature and others that aren't. And what we've taken from the natural form of perovskites, which are, they form a sort of an interlocking series of tetrahedrons. They're really cool. Uh, if, if you have our outline up in front of you, which will be available in the show notes, you can see that molecular structure. Yeah, so and my question for this is, if it's one beyond silicon, are these good for booby implants for people that want big fake No, boobs? that's silicone. That's silicone. That's oh, a compound that involves an silicon. I'm idiot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, it's this easy is to get confused. EP3, so you think, yeah, well, we'll get there. Well, yeah, yeah. well, we can get... That is not a mineral. It's just a, it's a chemical compound. Right. Which is different, because they're not in a crystalline structure. Well, they don't have a dot chems um, DNS extension yet, so just remember it's silicone with an e at the end. You know, yeah, kind of like the caulking that you put in your windows and stuff. Okay. Caulking with silicone. Yeah, which is caulking not, with a, the not a mineral, 
not a rock, nothing no. that we should be focusing more no. than it the allotted space It could contain suspended minerals for whatever reason. It may help it cure in a certain way, adding strength. Just like you have like graphene uh, impregnated uh, resins. So there's, which helps strengthen. It gives it a, a little more hardness. Uh, and we, we will get to that in a moment, actually. But uh, perovskites are a material where they they start isolating. What we've done is we've taken the perovskite structure that you see in that diagram, and then we've used different elements to create a synthetic mineral. Inside those four? Not inside them. Think of those are representations of like the positions of the uh, uh, atoms in the crystalline structure. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not going to lie, right? But yeah. some of these pretty patterns that these minerals and stuff make, it just looks very sort of sci-fi, futuristic-y, like well, it doesn't belong in the real world. That's because science fiction has taken everything it's gotten from science. That's why it it looks like science fiction. Oh, because science fiction wasn't just making God. making it up. They were. They may have been embellishing in many cases or <sighs> abstracting. But, I can't believe I'm only just putting together now science and fiction, science yes. fiction. Yes, well, and, and there are different grades of science fiction. Ones that sort of veer more toward fantasy, and others that are more what they call hard science fiction, where so it's what, very, very so what, much closer to reality. So this, this new thing that's like, was it anti-science aggression? What science fiction should be anti-science aggression, isn't it? Because it's the fiction, it's not fact. No, the fiction refers to the drama part. Science oh, okay. fiction usually just changes the time period in which you are operating oh, and some of okay. the technology. I don't know uh, what that was. It was probably someone breaking into your house to give you more of the coof. No, no, I can see straight through my house because it's very small. And um, My chair no, squeaks even worse than John's. <clears throat> John who? Take that, John. John C. Dvorak, the John C. squeaky chairs. Yeah. Okay. And having taken a swig of my Pepsi, my throat is lubricated. We need to move, yeah, perovs, perovskites. But perovskites are being used in solar cells to, uh, or in experimental solar cells right now, because the versions that we're using, the man-made versions, are able to absorb different wavelengths of light than the uh, silicon and uh, silicon telluride versions. Uh, which means it layered in a solar panel appropriately, you can absorb more of the total spectrum of light and squeeze more electricity out of it. It's not necessarily any more efficient. It's just you, uh, in, instead of discarding everything in the infrared wavelength, you start absorbing more of that. So your overall absorption is more complete. So we're basically we're, we are refining these minerals into better products. Um, well, when I, in this case, well, in this case, you're not, you're not just refining the mineral. You're taking the base elements and turning them into a mineral through various controlled processes using, uh, in some cases, solvents, in other cases, other things, and you precipitate them out. And then you have this, uh, structure, it, kind of like how silicon is made for computer chips. A lot of this actually will, has come out of that industry to do other new and great things right and uh this could that... very much be the sort of end game for minecraft 20 2022 right, <laughs> right. 22 22 uh 
But speaking of the end game, we have graphene. The yes, last of the minerals to talk about. And the one people are, at least in modern times, either most familiar with or most hyped about. And graphene, I'm scared of. Don't forget how how fierce they are. Well, if if you go if you go back a little ways, they were talking uh, was the discovery of the Buckminster Fullerene or Buckyballs, if you remember. Those were sort of no. like no, dodecahedral no. carbon. It was an allotrope of carbon. Turns out it's not just something that can be made in the lab. We've found fullerenes in space, floating out there. So Buckyballs are actually a natural form of carbon that is found. Whoa. So not only did we make it, but we've also found it. Found it in nature using our space telescopes, yes. After we we made it. After we made it, yes. It was theorized, you know, just like you say, well, it should be out there somewhere. And it turns out when we look uh, deep enough into some of the interstellar clouds of dust and other materials, that is one of the things we find out there. Uh, Graphene is another allotrope of carbon, which is sort of another form of it. And you can see that it forms these nice uh, hexagonal mm. uh, platelets. Not quite perfectly formed, though, are they? No. But then again, they don't necessarily need to be for that. And that's under, like, an electron scanning microscope, I believe. But you can, uh, you know, that's part of the process of us refining how we do things, is coming, perfecting the structure you know, it's, you know, the study of crystallography, the study of, you know, turning these synthetic minerals into something that isn't just, oh, hey, we, we made this one little thing in the lab this one time. You know, it's how do you go from doing it once to doing it repeatedly, and then from repeatedly to doing it repeatedly at scale and in high quality. From lab to fab. Right. And and th- and that often takes decades because... You know, you have very specialized researchers, and they're only doing this one little part of the chemistry of it, or this, you know, trying to find this one little thing. It's um, sort of like how surely 3D that's print... getting easier, though, isn't it? As time goes by, the people must more money must be flooding into this sort of thing because now the yes. uses for it. The answer is becoming... especially for graphene because carbon is relatively common you know, as a material. We know how to purify it very well, and we, we, you know, we have a lot of experience with carbon, which is what we are mostly made of. We are carbon-based life forms. Yes, we were um, here after the silicon-based ones of the creative earth theory. <laughs> well, second half of the show, everyone. Uh, we'll have to agree to disagree on that, but <laughs> we'll we'll leave that silicon-based life maybe for another episode. That will be an yeah. interesting thing to look at because all life is based on geology. Which yeah, maybe maybe yeah. that will be. An extension this is, this of is that. the building blocks uh, of everything. And we'll talk about alter, alternate forms of DNA in there somewhere. We'll, so we'll, we'll get into a, that. I've got a graphene-related question. Yep. What's all this hoo-ha about graphene oxide? Uh, it can be... Well, that is a... It should, it's a ceramic. And it should be able to be used to make things like ultra-capacitors and things like that and really small batteries and all different kinds of circuits and uh, turns out graphene has a lot of uses. Uh, you mm, can go I've to seen the a store. fair few of these videos on 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 the telegrams. Or in some cases, it, it, you might find it's just graphite and not graphene. It's so the the names usually well, it, it, it'll give you an indication. It is, but you will see sometimes it'll be like a graphene, uh, you know, kind of impregnated resin, and it and it will add strength to it. And uh, some of that resin is what people in 
uh, certain parts of the IT world, all those dudes named Ben out there, you uh, use to uh, fill up USB ports with when you want a secure computer terminal and no one taking data out. Wow. Uh, because it is hard. Because it's hard like a rock. You can't get it off right, without damaging the, you can. the the electronics. Okay. So, and then one more graphene-related question. Graphene sure. OS running on the... I do not own a smartphone. The so no agenda I can't phones. tell you anything about it, no. Well, I use one, and I use that operating system, and um, I like, like it. it. I love it. I think it could be the new super OS of the future. Well, when it's when it's got even more encryption available to it, that'll be great. Or if it, yeah. you can get it to run on some of the ruggedized phones I've been looking at, uh, that would be yeah. interesting. Instead of just like a Google Pixel 4 or 5 That's, a, that, that's an interesting question. Some of these super materials that are super hard, uh, would they have a use case in phone cases and stuff like that? In some cases. I mean, there were some others like, oh, what was it? That liquid metal uh, stuff that was being used for a while. Uh, there, the problem is also the expense. Are you talking about the, the T1, T2-1000 or the, the bad guy out of Terminator No, too? no, no. There was a, a, a phone that had a case that made of so-called liquid metal. Okay. Uh, let's see. Liquid metal phone. Consult uh, I think it was the book liquid of metal. knowledge. Uh, well, here's the other thing about liquid metals. This is uh, they can be minerals, but uh, they can be used as a coolant as well. Uh, right. Lead, for example, is, has been used in the past to cool nuclear reactors. Uh, so they're it's not a mineral at that point, uh, you know, because there are there are lead minerals, like uh, pyromorphite is one. But so, when you so melt it down, it's not a they just chuck a load of lead in in the nuclear whatever it is, the water, and it just soaks up the heat. Well, you the point is you can use something to transfer heat other than water, uh, and there are various salts that can do that, such as uh, uh, lithium beryllium fluoride. Okay. Uh, and others, uranium chloride. Uh, there, there are all different salts out there that are available for uh, transferring heat, and some of them have equal heat capacity to water or more, and a larger temperature span at which they remain liquid before they would uh, need pressure to prevent from becoming a vapor. I see. So there are all kinds of reasons to use things other than something other than water for coolant, depending on, you know, how high your temperatures are going to go. Which water, would be Water is mostly just convenient. Thing. The problem with water is, is, well, there's two major problems with water. One is when you get it very hot, it flashes to steam, which is right. actually the majority of your nuclear power plant accidents are steam explosions. Not oh. nuclear explosions, they are steam explosions. Oh, okay. And the other problem is the generation of tritium or radioactive hydrogen. And it's not so much a problem when you have a little bit of it, it's a problem when people start drinking it when it <laughs> escapes into the water. Because hydrogen is very light and can so escape good. between most materials. Uh, right. So you have to be careful with your hydrogen generation and things like that, which is why... Yikes. Which is why switching to things like supercritical CO2 instead of steam... Instead of you know water steam yep. for your generators because you can actually trap the tritium in there where you can't with uh, that's an steam. upgrade, 
Right. The problem is not that research is being done right now. There will be a lot of equipment available probably in the next decade. But these are things that should have been invested in a long time ago. It's not because it's, it's beyond our technical they, um, knowledge. It was a lack of investment and interest. Shame that they're bailing on it now. Keep doing though, the right? same thing. And by the way, that turbo machinery, because uh, with this is me going really off on a tangent. But if you had supercritical CO2 turbines, they would be a lot smaller than the turbines that we use now because the pressures are much higher and it's in a supercritical means. Yes, it's in a gaseous state, but it's at a point where it has the incompressibility of water. So it's very good at being driven through machinery. It's very efficient because it's like, you know, water in terms of its the force it can apply. But right. it's still a gas. It's really cool. Uh, and if people have to hear this, they should look up more information about it or they can ask me on NAS. And you can find me as PakanenCT at noagendasocial.com. As I try P-A-K-K. to wrap this up here in part two of the end. Uh, by the way, there are there is a it was a liquid metal phone called the Turing phone. Oh, okay. Which, uh, Sounds good. But yeah, they called it a liquid morphium. They say it's a material stronger than both titanium and steel and disperses shock much more efficiently. Okay, how did that go down? Well, it was expensive, and I think, uh, I think it was sort of a vanity project of uh, Turing Robotic Industries. Right, they just wanted to give it to all of their agents. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, the the iPhone six used liquid metal in their SIM card slot. Very so, nice. You know, uh, but advances will be made. You're going from a production of something that they couldn't make more than a 10 millimeter wafer of to, you know, maybe meters and meters of this stuff. So once they get a basic process down, then the scaling happens. And that goes up quick because then you're talking, it goes from not being a physics problem, but an engineering problem. And that's again from lab to fab. Once you get it out of the lab, you know, that's that's when things go bonkers. That's when, like, with 3D, with all the 3D printing and additive manufacturing. Uh, once the patent expired and it went public, people said, oh, heck yeah. And you've got everything from people doing it with plastics to electron beam welding machines, which nice. are really cool. Yeah, uh, sounds cool. So, you know, you've got places like Norsk Titanium, doing additive manufacturing with titanium wire, which almost eliminates the need to even machine the part you're making. So why does the patent just run out like that? Well, that's what most patents do. They, they run out. Can't they renew They're, it? Uh, no, only for a certain amount of time. Uh, oh. and, then the, and then they go into public domain. That's why... Uh, we'll, we'll give this to the No Agenda show, a little credit here, but that's why uh, Big Pharma among others, is so eager to capitalize on the pandemic because right. their patents only last so long. Right. They want to, they need to and that's also why they don't them. want you to get cheap ivermectin, among other things. Because yep. it's cheap, and they don't make it. They don't make uh, you know, their unit profit. Because the patent is gone. Correct. Right. Okay. You know, one, that's why things go generic. It's good for you and bad for them. And there, mm. are whole pharma, there are whole pharmaceutical companies set up just to produce generics. 
Well, that's a real interesting way to... Um... Yeah, Viagra's generic now. That's why you got Blue Chew and every, you know, Hymns and all the other varieties that are out there that are available. Same Sildenafil. It's just anyone can make it now. Yeah. Not just Pfizer. You've got some, uh, got some sirens going on there. Well, I, I live right next to a fire station. That's unavoidable. That was, that, was some, that was some genuine sirens you had there, everyone. You listen to that siren. Right. <laughs> yeah, it does make get you get stoked, doesn't it? But I guess you hear it all the time. Yep, yep. It's, it's certainly noticeable. I mean, uh... reminds me of one of my favorite movies growing up, Backdraft. You ever seen that movie? Oh uh, yes, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, I used to watch uh, it. That was like again. late nineties, I think. Uh, well, early nineties, I think. What? I don't, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I did. It, I do recall it, but I didn't care much about it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, stuff burns, including it all does. this stuff, right? You heat all this stuff and up enough and it'll for, burn. For anyone who listens to this, feel free to message us on NAS. Oh, yeah. Again, packing in CT at noagendasocial.com. Yep. And then, and uh, Gwif. Follow us in the Fediverse. Yeah, uh, follow along. We, uh, that's, where, that's where I am. I don't really go anywhere else. I don't see the need to these days. Nope. Uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for enlightening us about these wonderful end time uh, minerals. And oh, it's you're, interesting you're to keep, keep 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 tabs on these, keep an eye on them, because these could be doing some interesting things very very soon. So we might revisit some of these things, and then we also might not. So that's up to your man over there. <laughs> well, that's for sure. Yeah, so this is the end of the end. Thank you, everyone. Part, part two. Well, it might be part two, but it might well, yeah. smash into part one. Well, Good luck, everyone. Yeah. Dig, 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 d